Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing biblical truths and topics found in the book of James. We hope that this podcast encourages you to have a stronger love for God and others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is your host, Garrett Lamb, here with Dalton Dickerson. And uh, Dalton, I had a very, very cool story happen this week. Um, All right. So it, it was it was awesome. And uh, so I, I was listening to a sermon. And of course, you know, Brother Judah, he was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He used to be my youth pastor. And um, I've listened probably not all of his sermons, but most of his sermons I've heard. <laughs> and uh, I can quote him, you know, frontwards and backwards and all that sort of thing. And tell all of his stories. So um, I've heard him a lot. And uh, they're all good, and I've, I enjoy to go back and listen to them. But I found a message on uh, sermonaudio.com, the, the app that's out there. And he was preaching a message back in 2018. And it was about this, uh, this, this guy. He starts off talking about this guy that he met on a plane. Um, he was a preacher and started praying for him on the plane and um, just told this whole story about uh, how he used to struggle with having gout. And he wasn't going to go and preach a sermon to these teenagers um, but the Lord convicted him when that guy prayed for him and seeing that this guy had been preaching for all these years. And so that was the story. And uh, once he got to the message, uh, the message was titled different that someone had put out there. And uh, so I'd already heard that message. So I, I went ahead and just turned it off. I'd sound so spiritual. You know, I opened up a sermon and turned it off and I just listened to the story. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was good. And uh, I, I needed that for that time. The Lord knew it. And the, the cool part of the story is there was a guy last year, uh, actually I was coming off my honeymoon and I met a guy on the plane and he pulled out this book and I was going to talk to him about the Lord. Uh, but before I could, he even pulled out this book and it said something along the lines of, you know, why I believe in the authorized King James version. And I said, man, that's, that's crazy. I was like, I like your book. And we started talking back and forth and, and he was a believer. And so we exchanged numbers. After that, he, he had given me a book so I could read it. And, and we had not talked really at all, just sent him my name, you know, so he had my number and, and he was a good guy, but just really never connected back up. Well, the Lord laid him on my heart uh, after that, uh, hearing that sermon and that story. And so I reached out to him and uh, he did send a text back and said, Hey, appreciate that. You know, hope you're doing well. But later in that evening, he called me. And so I answered and you know, asking how he's doing and how everything's going. He said, you know, the Lord really knew that I needed that. And uh, he knew exactly what I needed and where I'm at because my wife has stage four cancer right now and she's in the hospital. It uh, doesn't look good for her and she's not a believer. And he's like, you know, the Lord just knew I needed encouragement from somebody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I believe he's like, I believe the Lord told you to send me that text and to, and to say a short prayer for me. So it was just really neat, you know, to see, you know, I, I would have never clicked on that sermon if I would have seen the actual title of it. Um, but the way the Lord orchestrates things, his, his timing and his ways are always higher than ours. And it was just a really, really cool thing to be able to, to be able to be a blessing to somebody and that the Lord orchestrated all that in a time that he's going through. So that was, that was a pretty neat story from this week. Yeah, Garrett, that's very uh, interesting how Lord used that. And uh, imagine if, if you just, uh, if you just never um, text that preacher and uh, yeah. the Lord you know, told you to, but you thought, you know, he's not going to want to hear from me. Right. Uh, but the Lord knew. Uh, that's mm -hmm. amazing how uh, you submitted to that. But um, thinking about something that happened this week, 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you know me or you know the South, you know that anywhere you go, just be expected to to be waved at or nodded at, say hello. Yeah. Oh yeah, very friendly. And uh, college Garrett, we worked and and I used to wave a lot of people walking <laughs> to North Track and. And it took a little bit, but after that, every time I walked in, everyone just waved automatically back at me. They thought you were uh, weird just, at first. Hey, they, they maybe, like, but is this kid, <laughs> but after like two weeks, they, they thought, man, this guy made my day. That's true. But that is true. any, any, anyhow, we, we've been going to uh, Gwen's appointments. My wife, uh, we have two more weeks until the baby is here. Um, so just right around the corner, but on the way, I, we're just having a good time. The, the car talking and uh, mm-hmm. man, anyone I see at the, on the road, if I'm slowing down or pulling up beside them, I just wave at them just to see what they do. <laughs> um, so I, I, I like to see the responses, but we were, me and Gwen were talking about that yesterday uh-huh. uh, about just waving at people and just to see, you know, if they wave back and we usually, you know, try to make it real funny, you know, act like we know them. <laughs> and we were just talking about uh, the, like a month ago, we were in the mall and this is what was funny. It reminded me of this, but uh, yeah. we were in the mall just me and her. And, and I don't know why we, we went there somewhere in Nashville. Uh, mm-hmm. We're looking for something. So we go down this, this escalator. Okay. And uh, if anyone knows anything about that, you're going down, the other person's coming up you're right beside <laughs> each other. Yeah. And this, this guy and his, do- his daughter gets on and I say, Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. And the man just puzzled, you know, he had no <laughs> idea who I was. It looked like he was trying to think. And he was, he was like, good. Uh, yeah. Good to see you too. And the only awkward part about this is that we were going down and he was going up and there was about a, a 10 second pause um, of what not to do. And so we're just staring at each other very awkwardly. And I said, all right, we'll see you later. Um, so I don't know if wow. anyone else does that, but, but we love to just wave at people. Um, I had one of my teenagers yeah. ask me, why do you wave at everyone? Like, I'm just, just to see what they'll do back. You know, you're just a friendly guy. You know, I guess <laughs> it's more fun on my end just to see what they do. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I had a friend one time in high school. We started uh, going down the main road in West Virginia where I lived, and uh, we would we would honk and wave at anybody that was on the side of the road just to see their reaction. So, if you, if you that are listening have not done that, I know exactly what you're talking about, Dalton. It is, it is funny to see people's reactions. Like, I, I was uh, waving and honking at this one guy one time, he like dropped all of his stuff on the sidewalk. And just like pointed at me and started waving like vigorously, like he knew me. I'm like, I've never seen this dude in my entire life. <laughs> so, and to to add to it, you just, uh, you throw in a name. Hey, Terry, how are you? Tell Bob I said <laughs> hi, you know? I'll have to do that. Very, very uh, confused face. So. I've never done that one before. Y'all yeah, yeah. Throw in to a add name. that one. So, or, wow. Or ask, ask about someone. Hey, how, how's Charlotte? <laughs> there hey, you go discover well, grace you can you learn how to prank out, people <laughs> but uh i actually did it one time and i waved at this guy and said hey how are you uh and then i realized i actually did know him and oh, he just looked no. at me and i thought oh that was awkward because <laughs> i was like being funny about it i don't know if he recognized me but i had bought something from a store in town and oh man yeah, and it, it was in another town it was it was like 20 minutes away but wow what are the odds of that Hmm. there that's funny well hopefully uh, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast you'll you'll get to wave at people <laughs> people skills <laughs> that's right so well good i'm i'm excited about the uh next chapter here and uh, the verses that we're going to be going over uh we're almost done with chapter three this is where we're going to finish up today 
And uh, we're going through verses uh, 13 through 18 in chapter number three of the book of James. And I uh, want to encourage you, if you haven't been listening to our podcast, to go back and to kind of catch up on these uh, verses that we've been going over in the chapters so far. And uh, we've only got two chapters left, so we're over halfway there. And uh, we want to go through these verses very quickly and uh, put an application to it. And so James chapter three, starting in verse number 13, I'll read down to uh, verse number 16. And then Dalton, if you want to finish this out with 17 and 18, uh, James chapter three and verses 13 through 18, if you don't have your Bible and that uh, you're able to do it, I would grab it and follow along as we read. So verse 13, it says, who is a wise man and a dude with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Verses 17 and 18. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Mm, that's, man, that is, there's a lot there. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we could go and talk on this subject. Um, of all the things that it just went through, that could be a whole sermon in itself. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to have to go through it quickly. But, you know, in, in verse number 13, Dalton, um, really the, the main thing that, that really stuck out to me is the word meekness. And, uh, hmm. you know, the, the word meekness is found throughout the Bible in various different places. There's a few people that God, uh, I believe Moses is the only one that meekness is an attribute that he has given um, by God. He says that in the, in the uh, book of Numbers. Uh, but, you know, meekness is something that all of us should strive to be. Um, we can find in First Peter, uh, where Apostle Paul is instructing those that are husbands and wives. Uh, he calls meekness a great prize or a great price. It is, is expensive. You can't even buy it. And it's so valuable that we should have it. And uh, so meekness is, is being patient. It's being humble. It's being submissive. And uh, what a great testimony for somebody uh, like Moses to be able to be called meek and to be called humble, somebody that's submissive to the Lord. And, uh, you know, it, it talks about having meekness, but not only having meekness, but getting that his works with meekness of wisdom. And uh, wisdom is something that we should strive for, that we should have wisdom and discernment in situations that we find ourselves in. You know, I find that wisdom produces meekness and meekness increases your wisdom. And, uh, you know, wisdom is something that we all need. We all need direction in our life on what to do, how to handle things. Um, the wisdom of God's word, the wisdom that comes from above, we'll talk about here in just a second. But having meekness, that wisdom that we have from the Bible, that we draw out from scriptures, that wisdom will and then turn into meekness, and that we are more humbled, that we are more patient with others, that we are submissive, not only to the people that are in our lives, our for us, our wives, for those of you who are listening, maybe it may be a, a husband, it may be a boss, maybe be somebody uh, that you're listening, it'd be your parents, that you need to be submissive to them. Uh, but you know, that's submissive to the Lord. And when we really let the word of God indwell us, that wisdom that we get will produce meekness. And in, in turn, that meekness 
will do the same thing by increasing our wisdom. And it's almost like a twofold thing. They both on both ends, it's a good thing to be able to get wisdom, be able to get meekness. But that word really just stuck out to me in verse number 13, uh, that we should have meekness. Amen. And, uh, you know, I think meekness is, is uh, you know, a friend or a sister of wisdom. I think they go hand mm-hmm. in hand. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty hard to be wise if you're not meek. Uh, and uh, it goes vice versa. But, you know, Garrett, before we get move on to the other verses, but, you know, the, the phrase in the beginning of verse 13, who is a wise man? Mm-hmm. You know, I just like that statement. And he talks about an endued with knowledge among you. And then it talks about what a wise man will do or what he will show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good conversation uh, with his works uh, and with meekness of wisdom, uh, of wisdom. And, yeah. you know, when I think about who's a wise man, you know, Garrett, I, I want to be wise. You know, I think you yeah. want to be wise. I think mm-hmm. every single one of our listeners wouldn't want to be foolish or ignorant or, 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 or dumb or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I believe all of us want to be wise. And again, uh, James chapter one talks about uh, if we want wisdom, uh, ask the Lord. Um, and I think that's something we should all strive for. I want to be that wise man. You think about the, the wisest man in the Bible is, is Solomon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about how that's first shown in First Kings 4 with the, uh, the two ladies who, who come before him and each have a child. And uh, they live in the same house and, and they, they slept with their baby after being yeah. born with. And uh, one lady rolls over top of, of her child and, mm-hmm. and suffer, suffocates the child and then swaps her dead baby out with a live one. And they, they go before Solomon. And, and of course, he uh, does to settle it. He, he tells the men to bring him a sword mm-hmm. and uh, let's cut this baby in half and give half to half. But through mm-hmm. that wisdom, he saw the real uh, mother stand up by, by saying, okay, you know, I don't want him to die. So you just give him to the other lady. Uh, you just see his wisdom there. But, you know, I want to be a wise man. And if I do, uh, it's going to be shown by my conversation. And this mm-hmm. chapter we've been, we've been talking about is our words. So if we want to be wise, it ought to come, come out of our, our words, ought to be shown. Uh, then also just uh, being meek in how we talk. You know, I coach uh, JV basketball, and um, one of the things I told the guys at the beginning of the year is people, not, people do not want to hear how good you are. They want to see it. Yeah. I don't care to, to hear how great you think you are at something. Uh, I want to see it, it done in the game. If you tell me you can slam, I want to see you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing with being, being wise or, or meek. Um, I don't want to hear you telling me how smart you are or how meek you are. I just want to see it lived out in your life, and yeah. uh, that's something I, I strive for. And uh, to live a life that that is is meek, but also that I'm I'm living wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Garrett, maybe your thoughts on that, or if you want to move on. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's important for us to show in our life, put some action towards what we say. Um, in verse number twelve, what we talked about last week, um, we didn't really touch on it with Brother Woosley, but it says, "Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine, figs. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh." And, uh, and what he's saying in verse 13 is he goes on, and like you said, through your words and in a good conversation, our life, um, that word conversation can also represent our life and how we live. And uh, exactly what you said, it's we, we can say, we can talk a big game, but uh, you got to go out there and prove it. Uh, you, you can say, you know, any team can be out there and say, we're, we're going to win the NBA championship. Uh, but, but until you do... Uh, there's not really much weight to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it seems in life, you know, I don't know what stage you're in in life, uh, you that are listening, but sometimes I I would find myself in college, in high school, 
you kind of knew where somebody was at as their peer. Uh, you knew that they weren't uh, what they said they were. And uh, they kind of lived a life that on the outside looked pretty good. But uh, when they were in their own comfort, maybe in the dorm room, or maybe they're just hanging out with the guys, they were a completely different person. And they could put on a show for a while. And for the people that were in charge, they would build them up and say, man, you should be like them. But after a while, you can't hide what's there. And when that fig tree bears its fruit, it's not going to be anything different than what's on the inside. You cannot change what's on the inside until you know, you've actually humbled yourself and shown this meekness. And I think that shows up in verse number 14, Dalton, where it talks about um, going into being bitter. And it says, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. And, uh, you know, bitterness is like, it's like a poison. And uh, tearing down people, being bitter at somebody is like drinking po your own poison that you meant for somebody else. And you think that it's, it's going to wreck them and you think it's going to affect the person that you want to be bitter at but in turn all it's doing is killing yourself on the inside you know i've heard it said once before bitterness is like you uh building a grave and uh, digging a grave for someone else except you're in the grave and you dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper every time until that grave that you've digged for somebody else or you've dug for someone else is now your grave and you've killed your spirit and who you are because you can't get yeah. past some of the things that you have. And just a few things I wrote down, you know, regarding bitterness and envy, um, you know, Proverbs chapter number 14 and verse 30 talks about being envious. And it says a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. Literally, the Bible is saying, again, you said Solomon, he, he is saying right here that envy will literally on the inside is going to rot your bones in your spiritual life. And you're, you're killing yourself on the inside. You know, it says uh, envy, and we'll get into verse number, uh, verse number 15 and 16 and 17, um, where it starts to talk about in verse 17, some good things. But, you know, when you look at envy, man, it's selfish, but purity is selfless. Uh, envy is poison, but purity is power. Uh, envy is natural, but purity is the supernatural. Uh, envy kills, like the Bible says, it's it's going to rot your bones, but purity restores. And you know, the, the Bible always gives us the answer to our problems. This passage, James doesn't just say, don't be envious, don't, don't have strife in your heart. He gives us some answers on what we want. And if I were to give anybody those options, do, do you want to be full of poison or full of power? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to say, you know what, give me the poison. <laughs> but we choose that. <laughs> Yeah. all the time. And I do it. You do it. The people that are listening, we do it because why that's the natural thing, the flesh that's coming out of us that we want to be envious of somebody or bitter at somebody, but really God, if we have a supernatural purity and the other things that he mentions, man, we're going to come up much better than we would have if we're just envious of somebody. So, you know, I think that, uh, showing meekness, is a part of that being humble that God would let you have those things. It all starts with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Garrett. And I, I think you just described, uh, you know, what, it, what it is to, to have a, uh, a, a devilish or earthly wisdom, you know, mm -hmm. look at this, verse 15, it says this wisdom descendeth not from above, but it's earthly central devilish for envying and strife is there's confusion in every evil work. 
you know, that that's yeah. one thing that's going to to come along with, with the wrong type of wisdom is, is bitterness is with mm-hmm. envy. And you did a fantastic job on describing that. Uh, and if there's one thing I want, I, I don't want to be, you know, like the devil, you, you hear the those grandparents or the older people sometimes saying, you know, that, that boy has the devil in him, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't <laughs> you want said that. said that about me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's me when I, I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, that's, that's one thing that, that I don't want is, is yeah. the wisdom that is from this earth. You know, if there's one thing I want, it's from, from heaven. You know, if mm-hmm. I have an option between, you know, earthly and heavenly, I'm going to pick the heavenly. Yeah. Uh, not the earthly, but again, we, we, we choose our flesh. We choose um, ourselves at time. At times we don't look, look above uh, to seek the the heavenly wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, like the devil, you know, I'm Christ-like, I'm a Christian, but this, this envying that, or this wisdom that's full of bitterness, this is full of envy or jealousy uh, and lying, you know, that that's from the devil himself. And, you know, that's, that shouldn't be the place for a Christian. But you yeah. look at verse 17, it says, but the wisdom that is from above, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I want, is first pure, then peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. You know, Garrett, you know, I want to have wisdom. And I believe there's the way you get wisdom uh, is first asking for it. Yeah. Uh, the Lord came to Solomon and asked him what he wants. Uh, and he asked to be wise and uh, to be able to rule over the land. Uh, and, and God granted him that. And we saw how wise he was and God gave him riches and other things on top of that because of, because of, uh, him seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the book of Proverbs, uh, and you know, the first couple chapters is talking about seeking and finding wisdom, uh, and the blessings that come along with, 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 uh, with a heavenly wisdom. And then also not just asking for it. Uh, I believe the way we get wisdom is asking the Lord to, to give it to us, but also, uh, through applying what God's word to our life. Uh, it's one thing to have a lot of knowledge about the Bible uh, or have a lot of knowledge about anything, but I think wisdom comes in when you begin to apply that knowledge. When yeah. I know what the Bible says, and then I apply it to my life and how I live. Mm. You know, you, you could read a, a manual to, a, to operate a car. You know, I have a 2007 Nissan Frontier, and I have uh, the little uh, the, the handbook of, of, of how to operate it, how to change certain things, what's wrong mm-hmm. uh, with the vehicle, if it's making this noise. Uh, I forget the, the manual of it, but I could read that whole book. Uh, but if I didn't know how to operate a, you know, a, a screwdriver or a wrench, or mm-hmm. if I, if I didn't have the proper tools or, or I never messed with the vehicle, you know, I could know, you know, everything about that book, the pages, the numbers and the diagrams, but if I don't know how to apply it to work on yeah. my vehicle, it's, it's worthless. And I want mm-hmm. a heavenly wisdom that can be applied by living out God's word. Um, amen. And a few things that come to mind after what you just said is, you know, that even Jesus himself tried to keep people from doing this very same thing. He, he told them that things of this world, they're going to rust. Okay. Moth and rust are going to corrupt them and they're, they're just going to fall away. And we look at Satan sometimes, we, we see the figures of, you know, he's got horns and red and has a pitchfork, but no, Satan, Satan's always subtle. And that's yeah. exactly what he's doing here in this passage is he wants us just to have a little bit of these things. Yeah. And, you know, Dalton, I, I think the biggest problem, in my opinion, you know, I don't, I don't have a fact on this. I don't have a, a statistic, but I think one of the biggest problems in the church is churchianity. And that we put on a good show when we come into church, but really we, we harbor some things in our life 
that are sensual, that are devilish, they're earthly. Um, we have some envies and, and we have some strives between some people and we're bitter at some things that have happened to us over the years. And, and we put ourselves in a spot where we can't humble ourselves to where the Lord needs to entreat us with these things, with purity, being peaceable, being gentle. And uh, I believe it was Charles Spurgeon said uh, in one of his sermons, he said, you know, you can have a ton of, of head knowledge, but until you have one ounce of heart knowledge, your life won't be changed. Yeah. And I thought that was so powerful that, you know, you can have all the knowledge in the entire world. You can go to Sunday school all you want. You can go to church services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You can have all the knowledge, but until you know how to apply it and you actually do apply it in your heart and in your life, it's not going to do you any good. You can have yeah. a ton of it, but if you just have a little bit inside of you in your heart to be able to do the right thing, to be able to have godly wisdom, to be pure, to be peaceable, to be gentle with all men, because that's not easy. <laughs> There's people yeah. out there that annoy the fire out of me, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, you, you got to live a gentle life and, and the fruits are going to show of that. Mm-hmm. And in verse number 17, you know, it says the word partiality. And that, that is a word that means not, it's not suspicious. Okay. You're not, you're not somebody that people are like, you know, is that actually genuine or not? Does he actually care about the Lord? Does he care about souls? Does he actually care about me uh, and, and what I do? Uh, that, that is without question, almost when it describes a pastor as being blameless. Um, it's somebody that without a doubt, you don't doubt whether it's genuine or not, because the fruit is going to show of it. And our own Lord and Savior talks about that. Your fruit is going to be the thing that lasts for the lifetime. And in verse 18, it says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And uh, another thing that I, that I heard this past week, and I'll let you uh, give a little summary on those verses, well, Dalton, but, you know, I, I heard this story and it was convicting. Um, it was during all of this that's going on in the world right now with Russia and Ukraine and the war that's happening. And I believe it was a, an Englishman who they were in parliament, they were talking about some things. But in, in uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he talks about one of the things he says is, blessed are the peacemakers. And in this verse, I see the same type of wordage, and it says, and the fruit of righteous is sown in peace of them that make peace. And we think of peace as being something where we're just, we're always loving. We hold hands and sing kumbaya. <laughs> that's, that's what we see peace as. But if you notice, it doesn't say that, there's somebody who's going to just be a peace keeper. Okay. It's a peace maker. And sometimes when you have to make the peace, it doesn't always cause, it's going to cause some conflict. You know, Jesus was somebody who was going to, to keep the peace in our lives. And so he had to have a conflict with the opposite side, with the people that were getting in the way of having peace which was the Pharisees, which was the devil himself coming at him. And sometimes us as Christians, we can look at those verses and say, you know, I, I ought to always just, just always take the, the back seat and not stand up for what I believe in, but not doing it in a hating way. Of course, the Bible tells us to love one another, but the fruit of righteousness, God shining his light through you is that we would make peace with people. 
And that doesn't always mean just always getting along in the sense of we should accept everybody's opinion and beliefs. But for us to hold the truth, sometimes we have to have conflict to make peace. And God calls us to that. He wants us to be that. And, and we have to be the ones that stand in the gap to be able to get these envies and strife out of the way. As preachers, me and you have to do that. Um, and you that are listening as a full-time Christian, uh, the, the world's not going to get any easier, but it's going to be something that we have to fight up against uh, the devil. He wants to give us bitterness and envies and strifes um, at everybody, at the church, at our parents, at whoever. He wants to put those things in our heart, but for us to make the peace, to, to keep the peace with people, we have to take a stand for what's right. And so I really felt like this, this passage for me was, was very convicting myself, Dalton, and I had to gain some of these things that uh, the Lord showed me. Amen. Yeah. And I think if, if we're all honest, anytime, especially the book of James, I love the book of James, but mm -hmm. anytime you read the scripture, you have to, to examine yourself and see, you know, what, what am I doing that could be done better? And am I obeying this? But, but real quick, as, as we kind of wrap up the end of the, these verses here, verse 17 and 18, again, verse 17 says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. You know, for things to be pure, that means it has no uh, no wrong in them, no evil or, or no impurities. Mm. You know, Garrett, there's um there's one thing I, I like, and that's that's water. But I don't like drinking water that has you know uh, it's been stagnant or uh, you know there's things swimming out, swimming around in them. I'm not going to do that. Uh, we in our fridge at home we have a uh, a purification um, pitcher. Uh, you pour water in the top, it purifies it, and then we drink it, and mm -hmm. we enjoy that pure water. Uh, and again, I talked about that, that $8,000 purifying system. That'd be nice if I had yeah, the money, but, yeah. but we like pure things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I think our, our, we need to be pure. If we're going to be wise people, uh, yeah. purity should run throughout us and not just in a physical aspect, but we talked about pure religion. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we ought to have a pure religion, a pure mind, uh, pure motives. And that's, that's one thing that we ought to strive for is, is be pure, not just physical. I, although I think that is extremely important, but pure in every aspect, uh, you know, when it comes to, to being pure, you think of the opposite end, that's, that's, uh, the devil, <laughs> the devil or, or earthly wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's some good things that he has to offer that look good. But then you, you take a deeper look and, and it's full of wickedness. It's full of uh, deceit, as, as you said, and it's mm. not pure. And it could be, you know, 80% good, but the 20% are the impurities that, that make it wrong. Uh, you know, if I had a chocolate cake and 80% of it was made out of chocolate, 20% of it was uh, made out of, uh, you know, the, the, the dog poo in the, the neighbor's uh, yard. Oh, thank you. No, I want to <laughs> eat that. So I was trying to find a good word, but that's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> but I wouldn't eat that, and I don't think you would either. And the yeah. same thing ought to be with, with ourself. If wisdom from above, first thing, needs to be pure. And then, Garrett, you talked about peace. Mm -hmm. You know, the peace is, uh, I think that's just opposite of, of being bitter and, and envious. You know, that's yeah. the other side of it. In, or, right. in order for us to be peace uh, peacemakers or, or, or peaceful, uh, I think that means that that, that it's not about us, that no matter, you know, what's going on, that we need to stand in the gap and stand for what's right and realize it's not about me, uh, but it's about the Lord and about helping others. And I think, you know, understand that, that things need to be peaceable or peacemakers. And again, you said, stand up for what's right. 
Uh, there's going to be some conflict there. Uh, then lastly, it talks about in, in verse 18, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And just real quick, if you, and again, this, this, this whole chapter is talking about words, and then we end things off with wisdom. Uh, but if we want to sow things, uh, we want to plant, I guess, good, good crops, we need to make sure that we do that uh, in peace, but also use our words to, to, to sow good fruit. Yeah. Uh, what we say and what we do is going to come back around. Uh, and I want the crop, you know, that's, that's growing to be good, not bad uh, and helping myself out there. Garrett, yeah. what, what about your last thoughts there? Yeah. I, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head there, Dalton. I, I think that we, as, as Christians and our movement here, uh, we've hurt the cause of Christ because we haven't been able to have that peace that you're talking about. Um, we've been able to say the truth, but we don't do it in a loving way. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, holding back on what you preach. None of those things that you should, you should preach the word with boldness, uh, but loving people for where they're at. Um, everywhere we go, we see people in different stages of life, different trials they're going through, different circumstances. And uh, we're so quick to judge um, when we should just be humble, be patient. Uh, the Lord wants to do a work through you to work on, on their lives, uh, through your preaching, through your teaching. Uh, if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you work on a bus route, the Lord's going to do the work. And like you said, it's, it's not us. I mean, if I try to force somebody to do anything, what, what good is that going to do? I mean, it's, it's not going to last. And so we have to live in a way where we're staying away from envying strife, staying away from being bitter at people and, uh, staying away from the earthly principles, motives, um, purposes of life. And having a pure, a complete, uh, peaceable life with people that we should show the, the light of Christ and the cross is really what we should focus on. And so uh, I think that was a great discussion. If I learned two things from this podcast, I would say is number one, I got to wave to everybody. And number two, not to eat <laughs> a piece of cake that you ever give me. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> great takeaways. If Dalton ever gives you a piece of cake out there, don't, don't take it. All right. So, <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad we were discussed uh, the book of James chapter number three. We're finished now with that. We'll move on to chapter number four and uh, pretty excited about getting to be able to do that. And so thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and uh, for supporting us, um, just sending us messages and letting us know that we're encouraging you. And we want this to be a ministry where we're, we're really showing the, the light of Christ. I know for me and Dalton, we, we want this to be something that um, is not for our gain. I mean, we don't get anything out of this podcast except for getting the gospel out, getting truth out. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you grab on to some of these things and, and start to study your Bible and get in the word of God for yourself. And so thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on the podcast. Signing off for Garrett and Dalton. Have a great day in Jesus.